Hello, people of the world. Today is episode 21 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Bethany. First, let's explain real quick. Becca could not be here this week because they are moving again. The lovely life of RV travel as they get to go from one campground to the next. So she did send me her quote. So we will get to share that with you today. Hey listeners, this is Editing Bethany. After we recorded today's episode, Becca was nice enough to send a little voice memo for you guys to say how sorry she is that she couldn't be here and to tell you that she will hopefully be here next week. So we're going to listen to that real quick and then we'll get back into today's episode. So here she is, Miss Becca. Hey Prince Kai fan pod, this is Becca here and I am not in attendance at this week's episode. I just wanted to give you guys a little note that I miss you. We had some technical issues this week, um, various types actually. We tried to record a couple different times and I had different issues both times. So I just wanted to say hello and I'm sorry that I'm missing you because this chapter is so stinking huge and important. So I'm sad I'm missing it um, because it's great. So I can't wait to hear what Bethany and Ashley have to say. So I'm looking forward to that. I will get to find out the same time you all will. In the meantime, I am sending you this from a very muddy campground in Neola, Iowa. It's a very, very small town in western Iowa. It's super cute. It's super muddy. (laughs) So we are having fun out here. There's Chili Fest going on here at the campground this weekend. Should be some good times. But I miss you all. And I also wanted to let everybody know that recently, this past week especially, a rumor has resurfaced on the internet. And this rumor has been debunked by Snopes years ago, but for some reason it keeps popping up. It's popped up in multiple places in my life this week on one of my local podcasts, in one of my largest Facebook groups that I'm a member of. The rumor is that canned pumpkin is actually a blend of different squashes and most notably butternut squash. Folks, I'm here to tell you this is not true. Please do not spread this rumor. If you hear this rumor, please correct whoever thinks that it is true. It's not true. Libby's Pumpkin is a brand owned by Nestle. They have a cannery in Morton, Illinois where my parents lived for 11 years. They can 95-ish percent of the world's pumpkin. Basically, unless it's labeled organic pumpkin, it was canned by Libby's. Like pretty much all commercial pumpkin is canned by Libby's. So to say that most pumpkin is one thing, well, most pumpkin comes from Libby's. Now Libby's uses a proprietary pumpkin variety known as the Dickinson pumpkin. It is not a butternut squash. Now it is a squash because all pumpkins are squash. And there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Squash is delicious. But if you'd like to know more, I posted a very 
thorough, I think, explanation of the different species of squashes, gourds, and pumpkins. I find it interesting. I hope that it spreads. I'm on a mission this week. I'm very passionate right now about pumpkin. I don't know why. I don't even eat pumpkin. I, I don't like pumpkin pie. I have no use for any of it. I just really don't like misinformation and it just makes me sad when it spreads. So check out my personal Facebook page if you'd like to read and share my <laughs> education for all about Libby's pumpkin and what a pumpkin is and how pumpkin genetics work because I find it fascinating. Taxonomy is fun. Anyway, hope you all enjoy this week's episode of Prince Kaifian Pod. I'm sorry I'm not there. I miss you guys. Get to it. It's huge. Oh my goodness. I can't wait to talk to you again next week about chapter 26. And since I'm not recording with Bethany and Ashley right now this minute they are both in Mississippi recording I'm here in Iowa I get to read chapter 26 right now I don't have to wait till they're done so hooray for that <laughs> small blessings anyway thanks guys love you bye oh her little pumpkin rant is so cute I wish she could be here so next week we'll get a chance to talk to her about her pumpkin rant and hopefully you guys get a chance to go check out her Facebook quote about the pumpkins because it's really sweet. So I really hope you're here next week. Becca, I can't wait to talk to you about chapter 26, which is huge. So let's get moving along with today's episode. So Ashley, do you want to catch us up on your week? My week? Well, I found a new YouTube channel, blogger to vlogger, I guess to follow. She's a mortician. It's called Ask a Mortician, and she talks about death and all that stuff. I bought both of her books, and I just started on her first one, and I'm about 75% in. Awesome. It's called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, Tales from the Crematory. <laughs> it's actually really good. It's like an audio bi biography of her life, and, and I've been listening to Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter I so do too. much. I just got the fourth illustrated book. It's uh, magnificent. I want it so bad. You can look Look at it before you leave if you want, because I do own it. You have to have Quentin help you. So my week has been very hectic because I found out that if I somehow complete 23 credit hours during the spring semester, I can graduate in spring. But I had to write like an essay and fill out a, an overload request form is what it's called. So have haven't heard back yet. We'll see. Busy, busy, but busy. But I also found out that because of my 4.0, I qualify to take the Accelerated Master's Program. Ooh. Because I have a 4.0 and I mm -hmm. got a 32 on my ACTs, and you needed, like, above a 30, I think. Yeah. Which, he was like, yeah, we've never had anybody with the perfect score. And I'm like, I didn't have a perfect score. I had a 32. He's like, oh, I know. It's just really high. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I wish I'd had a 36. That would have been insane. Oh. Okay. I think I had, like, a 27. <laughs> it's been so long ago. I was... Oh, it's not. I hate standardized testing. I don't I think. It, yeah. I don't think it's a judge of intelligence. I'm not more intelligent than you. I'm good at memorizing, and I'm a very good test taker. I don't get. I don't oh, get yeah. anxiety, and I know how to read tests to find the answer in the question. Oh yeah, I've got test anxiety. I'm no, I don't, like I know I'm a bad test taker. I, I don't. Actually, 
I don't get test anxiety during the test, but I get anxiety about not getting my results. Uh, like, if I don't get my results within a couple of days, I'm like, all right, how long does it take to grade a perfect score? Yeah. You would you would kill the Sec Plus test because you get it right then. Like, I was shaking as I was taking the stupid certification test. Oh, yeah, a lot like, of tests are like that. <laughs> oh, but anyways, because of my ACT and my 4.0, I qualify for the Accelerated Master's Program, That's which awesome. is 18 months. Oh. Which means... If I do both of those things, I will have completed my second associate's, a bachelor's, and a master's degree in three years. Dang, girl. Yeah. So I am kind of busy. <laughs> you, are, you are always busy. I just, uh. I just don't do that sleep thing very much, and I have, like, no social life outside of, like, this. <laughs> and sometimes I hang out with my husband. You call people and talk to them, though. And you text. I text. I don't call people very much. No? No. Uh, I just text. Like, I video chat my sisters, I guess. Yeah. That's I about it. I kind of have a social yeah. life. I kind of have a social life. The essentials. The essentials. Yeah. So, this week, we are going to talk about Chapter 25 in just a second. I hope you got a chance to look at our fan art this week, because it was <sighs> really, really, really cool. It wasn't just fan art. It was like a comic. It was like a six-panel comic, and it was of the scene with Fatine where she annoys me so much. Yes, and... Because it's that line where she says it's not like they're people. Yeah, and... It's by an artist on on Tumblr known as capital M, capital F, hyphen, and then the word islands, and it's all lowercase, and you'll be able to find their name on our Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, so go and follow them and check out all of their artwork. For this sure. one was just particularly... I loved it. I've looked at it, like, four times. I thought it was so awesome. I, I was going through... You showed me it already, but I was, like, going through Instagram, and I was looking, and I was like, ah, oh, so cool. And it's I so through, cool. I love the last panel. Which was... Yes. <laughs> Suspicion. Yes. It's Suspicion, so- and there's, like, pink coming off of her because of her rage, and... Yes. yes. It's so great. And I love that we chose... This one, because I wrote in my notes that it's braid turned into a snake in the chapter. Oh, Fatine? Yeah. 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 So was, she annoys me so much. I, I had, uh, I, I wrote it down. I, She's, like, totally justified until she says that that line of, it's not like they're people. Like, yeah. when she's like, what are we doing here if all we're doing is handing out placebos? And it's like, okay, that makes sense. What are we doing here? Valid. When she's like, how come you get all excited about young girls? That's kind of creepy. Okay, that's valid. Cyborgs aren't people if they have a 6% foot. Okay, we're not on the same page anymore, sweetie. <laughs> and just like that. Yeah. You were invalid. But yeah. I like Lee. I wish we'd gotten to know Lee a little better, because he was, like, super into his job. He was. He was like, yeah, poor 6% guy. You're right. Placebo. Dude, this girl is so cool. She has so many genetic components <laughs> and cyborg components that I've never seen before. It's, like, way more than 15%. Like, he was just so into his job. He was. He was enthusiastic. And I he think was. that's dope. So, yeah. And speaking of fan art, don't forget, our logo art contest submissions are due by the 15th, which is just right around the corner. And by the time this episode comes out, you're only going to have that one day. Literally, yeah. right around the corner. Yeah, because this episode comes out Monday, and they're due Tuesday. They are due Tuesday. So, 
But we have a lot of good contenders. I'm really excited. I'm super excited. I'm really excited to get the votes from everybody because I know the three of us can't seem to pick which one we like best. No, we're awful. (laughs) Well, like every, like I said, every time we get a good one, I'm like, oh, it's definitely this one. And then we get another one and I'm like, it jostles it around. They are all so good. Yeah. And then we also, I'm going to have to talk a lot. So I'm going to let you read the listener com first. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Because we got so, a listener com and wait, a review. Oh, two in one. So we got a listener com and review from Mollian101 on Instagram and iTunes. Yep. And hell yeah, awesome. This is what she said to us. Wow, wow, wow. I just listened to the first episode and it is so amazing how you went in depth for one season. Hi, my name is Molly and I just started listening to your podcast. My friend and I are creating creating just a podcast with a new topic every week so any tips would be greatly appreciated anyway here's my question i was wondering if it was one person mainly running your account or if all of you put something in it because sometimes my friend and i find that we have posted something and the other person actually knows what to do and gets it it gets complicated anyway i love you guys and what are you doing so bye (laughs) dash molly yeah, that I was love really it. sweet. It is super sweet. And thank you so much for putting that review on iTunes as well, because that really helps us with iTunes. They're very picky about how easy it is to search, which makes sense. But so now I have to talk a lot, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> I did privately message Molly and give her some feedback, and their podcast is really cute. Is it? It's called Random, and they just... Randomly talking. It's like our tangents, but oh. in a whole episode. Oh, that's awesome. It's so fun. The first episode is about cats. And you can find them on Instagram and Spotify. And hopefully soon they'll be on iTunes. I'm trying to help them with iTunes right now because yeah. iTunes is complicated. But to answer the question, um, there's not really any breaking everything up. <laughs> I'm the host and Ashley and Becca are co-hosts. So Ashley and Becca they get to host. They come, they read the chapter, they come in and they talk and we, we sometimes make decisions together. Like when it comes to fan art or, you know, I ask your guys' opinion on, Hey, do you think this is a good idea for the website? Or do you think this is a good idea yeah. for Patreon and stuff like that? Or do you have any ideas? That yeah. You, you Cause you had a great idea for those, for the, the 3D printed. Yeah. yeah. The little knickknacks. Yeah. But in terms of like work, it's all me. I do like the posting the editing, the Instagram, the Facebook, the the Twitter I've just started doing, which is very uh, time-consuming. You have to do it a lot. Like, you okay. just need to post frequently or you get lost in the shuffle, uh, okay. which is fine. Yeah, that's just a little clarification that makes it sound like you guys don't do anything, but... We're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want it to... I don't want it to sound like you, you guys are lazy or something. No. You do a lot of the editing and stuff because you're good at it. Yeah. You've got a really good organization. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, like I said, it's like, it's my podcast. This is something I've been wanting to do for several years and just finally decided to go for it. And then just like found people that I wanted to be on the podcast with me. Yeah. And that's... You guys get to do the fun part. You read and you come in and record and contribute when I ask opinions and share your ideas and stuff. But um, and ultimately, it's your baby. So it is from, my baby. From my viewpoint on it, as just the co-host, yeah, I wouldn't want to mess anything up and make you feel upset that 
I mean, hey, if you want to take some of the workload, go for it. But, <laughs> but it is a lot of work because you can't forget. Yes, and I forget. That's you the main this. thing. Yeah. It's like with Becca, she's really busy. Um, you're busy, but I'm busy too. But like yeah. I make, t- I specifically make time for it because mm-hmm. you can't forget. You can't forget to edit. You can't forget to post. Yeah. You know, if people are expecting your episodes every Monday, you don't want to not put out an episode yeah. on Monday. You have to have that time schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Down pat, miss 23, que- 23 classes in the <gasps> fall. Or in the spring, sorry. How many are you taking in the fall? Right now I'm taking seven. However. However, she just wants to jump that up like three <laughs> times. It's fine. Okay, so <laughs> technically there's these... They break up the semester. You can take these eight-week courses, and they break mm. it up. One will be at the beginning of the semester, like I have one that starts next week, yeah. and one will be at the end of the semester. So the one at the end of the semester, you get quite a bit more time as far as registration goes. Yeah. So my advisor said he's going to try to sign me up for one of those classes. Okay. In which case, I would only take 20 credit hours Ooh. in the spring Ooh, instead oh of 23. <laughs> so maybe I'll be taking eight this semester. We'll... We'll find out. Anyways. I'm a solid one this semester. Yeah, but I only work like 30 hours a week, and you work like 50. That's true. So you have one class in 50 hours, and I have seven classes in 30 hours. Yeah. I'm dreading the class. <laughs> it's SQL, and I'm not fond of SQL. It's a database language. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not your husband. <laughs> I him for help. He's so good with that stuff. Yeah. It's like second nature to him. Yeah, I was going to... I was going to reach out if I need help. Be like, help. (laughs) (laughs) He's a really good teacher, too. He's good good at explaining things, and he's patient. Well, I'd hope so. That's part of his job. (laughs) Yeah, but not everybody who's a teacher is good at being a teacher. Anyway, big thank you to Molly. Remember to go follow them on Instagram and Facebook. So you can follow them on Instagram at random underscore podcast 101. (laughs) And they have a website called randompodcast101.weebly, which is W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. And you can follow both of them on Instagram. Their names are on their, uh, in the biography on their Instagram. And their podcast is really cute. Like I said, it's on Spotify. You can go find it there right now. They only have one episode out right now. But I think they're going to be like us, where they do weekly episodes. That's sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. And then we got another message, another com this week from Carswell underscore Captain underscore Thorn on Instagram. It's your which, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, it's animated, so I'm going to get animated and get into character. A hundred percent, you yeah. should. <laughs> okay. Can we talk about Kai possibly holding the antidote in his pocket? Because I have some theories. By the way, I'm sorry because your voice probably doesn't sound like this, but this is literally how I'm reading the email in my head when I got it. When I got this message, this is literally how I read it in my head. So, do you think I was thinking about giving Cinder the antidote while she was talking about Peony? At first, I thought he wouldn't be stupid enough to give away this very important tool, but then again, he also seems to be head over heels for Cinder, and he was clearly witnessing how devastated she was at the thought of her sister dying. Plus... He just lost his own father to the plague, so he knows what it feels like to lose someone like that. He clearly wouldn't want Cinder to go through that, so I wouldn't be surprised if he genuinely considered it, even if it was just for a second. What are your thoughts, Captain? That's a good point. I didn't even think about it. Like, I didn't think about, like, that he would be tempted. Yeah. 
Yeah, I th- I think I said the same thing. I also think that that's not how you say that word. I also think that oh, it was a f-ing adorable the first time you said it. Oh, really? You said it like that twice now, and it's, I was like, it's the accent thing. It's so cute. <laughs> it's, it's adorable. <laughs> I also think that he would have been tempted no matter who it was, but because of Cinder, it manifested into an actual movement. Mm-hmm. Like I think anyone. While he had the antidote in his pocket, anyone being like, yeah, my loved one is dying and they're in stage three. And he would have been tempted to be like, I have the antidote. Take it. Save them. Mm -hmm. But because it's Cinder, he almost handed it over. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly, I didn't think about it. I didn't consider it. It's. You know what I just thought? What? I wonder if that was another part of the reason why he was like, I'll go with you to Dr. Erland. Could be. Because he wanted her to know, we do have the antidote. Peony can be saved. My promise was not empty. Because mm-hmm. remember, he's still talking about the ball when he leaves the room. Oh my god, he's so concerned with the And we, we get into that in this chapter. It's yeah. not from last week, so I apologize. Okay. But that's what the question was relevant to. So. Yeah. Because I thought I remembered it. I was like, wait a second. That's from this chapter, but we're talking about this chapter, so it's not really a huge spoiler. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that remember. was a really good question. Thank you, Captain. And any of our listeners, if you have some theories, please DM me on Instagram, because I am very curious. I am, too. Yeah. We are also at 392 followers <gasps> on Instagram. Yay! So very, very, very close to that 400. Yeah, new milestones. Yeah. It's awesome. And... Uh, this last week, we it was International Podcast Day, and yes. I put up a little thing on our Instagram story, and a lot of people left very nice comments, so thank That's you awesome. to everyone. Pretty much everybody said very nice things about the podcast. Oh. I put up a poll to see how many people liked our tangents, <laughs> and it was all but one person, so I apologize to that one person, and we will get better, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Maybe. It's hard not to, because we're not yeah. scripted, and if we were scripted, it would not be fun. No. <laughs> and it's... They're fun. We're friends, so yeah. we're gonna... We, this is how we talk in real life, too. We get super off-topic of what we're talking about, and then we come back to our topic and don't have no idea what we're talking about before. Absolutely. And then one more thing before we get into the chapter discussion, there is a new Young Adult Book Club podcast called YA Book Chat, and you can follow that on Instagram at YA Book Chat. It's hosted by a woman named Leah, and she's very nice, and she's on iTunes where you can find her little trailer about what her show is going to be about, and I'm going to be a guest yay, on the first episode, and we're going to talk about Heartless by Marissa Meyer, which I'm very excited about, obviously. Naturally. So please go take a look at her Instagram and keep an eye out on iTunes. I'm not sure when the episode will come out, mm-hmm. but hopefully soon. So, yeah. And I'll probably post it on our Instagram when it does go out so everybody could go check it out if they want to. That's awesome. And then maybe someday she can be on our podcast as a guest. That'd be that great. would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Let's finally get into some Chapter 25 discussion. Yes. Before we get started, I want to let everyone know we have three Easter egg hatchings this week. Dun, dun, dun! Isn't that exciting? It is super exciting. I love when we get hatchings. I do, too. Okay, so, so where did we leave off? We left off with Cinder falling down and Kai grabbing her and shuffling her to the doctor. Yes. And that's where we pick up. And we're back in Cinder's... We're still in Cinder's perspective. Yes. I... 
the first first chap first paragraph of this chapter I like how she pretty much states the prince isn't bothered by any of the curious stares. So you can imagine, like, not dragging her, but, like, half carrying her over to the doctor. I'm picturing, like, a shoulder. Yeah. Like, like his, like, arm over the shoulder. Yeah. Three-leg walking kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I I thought it was funny how she's she's thinking, man, this doesn't bother him. Of course it's not going to bother Kai. He's a prince. Like, he's used to eyes on him. Yes, but he's also used to... The expectation of decorum at all times. True. Walking a certain way, behaving a certain way, presenting yourself to the public a certain way. But. Etiquette. It is etiquette. And demeanor. But it could show him, like, being a hero. Absolutely. And, and so what like, kind of emperor would you want if not someone who's willing to help his citizens? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, all, what I just did to Bethany as she was talking was um, Iko swooning. Oh, Iko would so swoon. <laughs> Oh, imagine Aiko's reaction to this whole thing. Catch me, Prince Kai, I'm fainting. <laughs> <laughs> what does she say in, the first, in the, that first chapter that her fan is overheating? Oh, yes, I think I'm overheating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. So what did you think? I thought that the whole scene was really exposition, and then he's just tossing money around. Oh, Like, she has had two incidents one that the doctor clearly, as far as Kai's perspective goes, one that the doctor was like, oh, chiropractic fixed it right away. Yeah. It happens one extra time and he's like, do we need more money for this research? I'll fund it. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's going to throw, he's just tossing money tossing around. Money around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I wrote. I wrote Kai's throwing money to help Cinder. That's, uh, he really is, Captain, he really is head over heels for he it. <laughs> and it's just so cute because they barely know each other. It is. It's super cute. It's, um, oh, I forget what it's called, but it's like when two souls have the uh, encountered and fallen in love with each other in past lives. So every time oh. they meet up in a current life, there's like an instantaneous bond. It's in here. It's I know. It's just like. In- Anybody who knows it, tweet at us. Hell Yeah. Or Instagram or something, because I'm fairly certain I'm probably gonna Google it as soon as this podcast is over. <laughs> of course. Yeah, no, I it's in my brain. It's just um, it's in a cobweb box back there. Right. So I'm not getting into it. It's buried. But yeah, he's offering to throw money around, and then of he course is. the doctor is like, lie, lie. Oh, he lies to our faces all the time. When they're talking about her specifically. That when they looked at her specifically, she feels like they think that she's, like, highly breakable, like a china doll. I put delicate, and I understand. She's like, I'm not a delicate fucking flower. I'm a mechanic. And she's never felt that way before, and I feel that way, and I'm like, don't treat me like a delicate little flower. I'm I'm small, but I am I can take a hit. And I feel like that's how she kind of feels. Oh, you've been in fights and stuff before, and you've taken lots of hits? No, <laughs> but I definitely can fall down some stairs for you. Have you ever been in a fight before? Yes. Has someone, like, punched you and you had no reaction whatsoever? Oh, no, I fell backwards because I'm small. <laughs> <laughs> I took the hit. You took the hit. Did you get back up and fight I, back? I did not get back up. I'm not a fighter. Like, I let people hit me several times before I want to fight them because I'm just like, well, See, that does kind of make you sound like a delicate flower that you won't fight back. <sighs> it's not worth my effort. That's fair. 
But that's not how it's going to come across. I know. I've I've practiced fighting. I was in karate as a kid, and then I was also in jiu-jitsu as an adult. Okay. So I can So you know how to defend yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I just, if somebody's going to attack me, then I'm going to be like, yeah, he attacked me, and I didn't punch him at all. See, I'm I'm the innocent bystander. I'm kind of the opposite. (laughs) In a certain, well, no, I've had not in terms hands? of that. no i am the opposite in what we were originally talking about oh, okay with yeah. the delicateness yeah so i'm not a delicate flower by any means i fall down and hurt myself all the time mm-hmm. here's the thing though i fall down and hurt myself all the time and i am small so if you see me injured yes please help me i am gonna help i weigh you. like 120 pounds if you can pick me up when i'm limping please help me <laughs> like not i mean if you're a scary mean hitchhiker guy on and i'm gonna be on the next episode of law and order leave me alone but like there are plenty of times when i hurt myself and i like i expect quentin (laughs) to to help me i'm like why am i limping when you could easily pick me up and carry Uh. me in the house so i don't necessarily mind being a delicate flower because i'm very small i'm very clumsy and i am easily breakable i accidentally break myself all the time. You do. And so... You've, you've hurt yourself, like, three times since I've known you. And I have... Mm, more than that. More than that. Because mm-hmm. our uh, three times that I remember. Your shoulder, your ankle, and when you were moving here, mm-hmm. your back. But I re-popped my shoulder out oh, while I was swimming with you. This is true. I forgot about that. So that's yeah, four. So that's four. You know, I just re-hurt my back this weekend. Because I was doing much better. And then this weekend, I I hurt my back again. I'm just very clumsy. I always have been. And then the any clumsy person listening is going to give me a high five through the airwaves. Don't you hate when people tell you to be careful? Like, that never occurred. Like, you get hurt, and they're like, you should really be more careful. <gasps> I never thought of that. Oh, my God. Thank you. You just changed my whole life. I know I did, Bethany. I tell you to I, be careful all the fucking time. I hate it. Like, it never occurred to me to be careful. Like, I intentionally hurt myself all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm two days away from the biggest race I've ever done. Why don't I fall down and dislocate my shoulder, even though I already paid $45 to run in this competition? That's a lot. I went and well, got my t-shirt. I got my t-shirt. I was like, should. I was like, no, I'm still going. I want my $45 t-shirt. <laughs> I just walked I instead of ran. And I got a cupcake. See? And Amy went with me, and Amy got oh, first place. That's awesome. Right? Go, Amy. Exactly. I'm proud so of you. So, see, I don't mind being a delicate flower, because treat me like a delicate flower if it means that I'm going to get help. Okay. I feel like I can't be a delicate flower because I'm in the military, and I'm, I gotta be like, yeah, tough girl. I can, I, I'm tough. I'm not. I, I am. But you have to project yourself a certain way. You have to pro- pretend. I'm more tough than I am. I'm not. I like the fact that they use the word China. Now, I realize that a China doll is a very specific type of doll that is easily breakable, but it it's a nice little callback to so the fact that we're in what is currently present-day China, but not in this yeah future it is it is a nice callback and i underlined it and then i i we get to this africa thing and i wrote in my notes like so africa seems to be no longer a continent but one combined empire or kingdom of some kind yeah right they say prime minister of they say prime minister of africa so some kind of elected position Mm -hmm. so we don't yeah instead of being like a bunch of states or city-states and things like how Africa is currently. Absolutely. Is. And I think it's interesting that they called it just a continent. I don't know. 
if you kind of thought that was interesting instead of like having a name for it. Like the, you know. Oh, you mean that they identified it by the by the name Africa. of the continent? Yes. Yes. And well, I suppose if you were going to combine, let's say that you were going to mine, combine all of the countries that are located on the North American continent, and you mm-hmm. wanted to come up with a name that would make it easily identifiable, you would name it like the Americas or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Americas. Though that would imply that it would be both North America and South America. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. As well as Central America, which isn't its own continent, but... No, but it's its own region. It's its own area. It's technically considered... It's broken up because parts of it are considered a part of South America and parts Mm -hmm. of it are considered parts of North America. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting since there's like 54 different countries in Africa that somehow they became combined into one combined kingdom or empire or however... I would say... I would say republic, right? Since I would it's got say a prime republic, minister. Yeah. Since it has a prime minister. Well, I guess I the would, UK has a prime minister and it's a kingdom. So that doesn't matter. But yeah. but either way, it's interesting that they would name it just Africa. Yeah. I'm curious about the rest of the world. Yes. So and much. I'm curious about this world leaders meeting and I hope that we get to learn more about it. You know what I thought was interesting about the world leaders meeting? Hmm. Kai's about to walk into this world leaders meeting, and it. I assume one of two things. They were already going to have this meeting because, you know, moon predator bitch just showed up on <laughs> Earth. So they were either going to have the meeting because she's on Earth already, yeah. or because she just gave them the antidote. Or mm-hmm. they're going to have that meeting, and he has to walk in there and tell them, oh, by the way, she has a, an antidote, but she's blackmailing us. So many moving parts and variables. I know. It's hard to keep up with it, but in, like, a really good way. Yeah. So when he gets into this meeting, he's going to have to say, hey, I have an antidote. Levana gave us an antidote, but she's blackmailing us. What do we do? Do you think he's going to say that? Like, I don't, I don't think, think he's going to say it like that, but he has to alert the rest of the world that she, because it's not just up to him. She has the antidote and she's saying like, I'll give it to you guys if you compensate me in my kingdom. So it's not up to Kai to make that decision for the entire world, just for his him. kingdom. So yeah. for example, if the prime minister of Africa wanted to, especially since we know that Africa is where it originated, so we mm-hmm. can assume that it's more common in Africa yes. and more people are dying from it in Africa. Yeah. So the Prime Minister of Africa might hear that and be like, well, obviously I don't want to compensate her, but I can't let my citizens die. Continue dying. So I'm going to pay her for this antidote while our researchers work to try to replicate it. But do you think he has what she wants? She is called the predator for a good reason. I'm sure he has money. I don't know if that's what she wants, though. No, that's not what she yeah. wants. No, but I don't know. If but she that's would be not what to... that's not what she was saying. She wasn't saying I'll give it to you if you marry me. True. She was sharing. She was saying. She was saying I'll share it with the Earth and leaders if I'm compensated. Yeah. Kai's the one she wants to marry, which makes me wonder: Are there not other options? Yeah. Right. Because she just wants to be. She just wants to have power on Earth, right? Yeah, there has to be a billionaire somewhere that she can marry. I, well, would a billionaire have power, though? Um, I mean, he has power in terms of, like, money, but can he generate political change by signing a document? He would have to use a puppet. Um, what do they call it? Lobbying. 
lobbying for change, but yeah. they use puppets. They're not the they, ones yeah. signing documentation. They're not the ones doing it. So yeah, yeah I can see where so, you're saying that. It would have to be another political leader. She needs to get her green card to come down to Earth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, she probably doesn't because she's a she's gonna have diplomatic immunity from any of that. She's allowed everywhere because she's Damn considered her. an, uh, an ambassador. Ambas. Yeah. yeah. Boo. I know. She needs a green card to come here. <laughs> no, she can just show up. She gets whatever well, she, she wants. She has just shown up into our world and Yes. This next part with our girl. But I thought it was really sweet that he wanted to blow off the um meeting. Oh my god. He's like, I can skip the meeting to be with you. It's like I would I he's obviously dreading going to the meeting. I mean, obviously of course he wants to be with her, but it's just another moment where it's like... I can see why he would want to blow off the meeting, too. Yeah. Because that's but cementing that he is leader. Like we talked about before, though, Torin, his father, they wouldn't have done that. Yeah. They still might... I still like to believe that Torin would have escorted her. I do think that Torin... If Torin was, like, talking to her in the hallway and she felt like that, I think that Torin would have escorted her to the, to the hospital. But and, I think or, he would have taken her to the hospital, been like, here, doctor, this is what happened. Hopefully you can heal her. And then he would have just gone to the meeting. He wouldn't have been like, hey, what's wrong with her? Here's research money. Save her life. What's going on? Like, yeah. I think he would have escorted her to get the medical help that she needed. Or but he's least, not going to stick around. Or at least call for somebody. Or at least call for somebody, yeah. yeah. It'd be a different. But Torrin's married to his work. But Emperor Riken would probably do the same thing. Right, if he had still been alive and in that situation, he would have tried to help her. Help, but he's yes, not gonna but... blow off a meeting for her. Oh no, because he's the emperor. Yeah, and poor Kai, he's still adjusting to all this responsibility. He is, he is adjusting a lot. His now. first big meeting as prince consort, and he's like, ugh, I don't uh, wanna go. Don't make me. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I. This next part, I I like peony. Well, before that, we got confirmation that Bethany was right. The vial is in his pocket. Yes, we did. Yeah, he did. I was right about that. He was. He did have the vial in his pocket. So I'm almost 100% certain now that when he had his fist clenched in his pocket, his hand was around that antidote bottle. Yeah, it definitely was. I have no, I have no disputes about that. Yeah, and then I, I did write Peony with a little heart next to it. I, I circled her name. Hmm, hmm Peony. And then I don't know if you're keeping track. Is this the fourth time that he's asked her to the ball? I didn't keep track this time, unfortunately. However, it's definitely up there. Yeah. It's got to be at least three, I think. At least three. Because in that one chapter, he asked her twice. He did. So. And he asked her once before. Didn't yeah, so I think this is this the is fourth, fourth time, yeah. And your memory, your, your memory's dope. So, yeah, definitely four and I love how <laughs> when he asks her, she interrupts him. And you'll let me know if anything, yes, changes your mind about going to the ball. <laughs> I laughed. I was reading this in the bathtub, and I laughed, and I got water around the porch. She tricked him. <laughs> she, or he tricked, yeah, he, he tricked her. He bamboozled her. He did. He really did. <sighs> and then we have Dr. Erland with the big picture, which is what I've been stressing about. Yes. Livelihood versus life, which, like, yes. in her defense, her livelihood is her life. Like, no one is taking care of her and supporting her. Yeah. If she doesn't have a job, there's no food, there's no electricity, there's no water, there's no place to live. She's certainly not going to be able to fix up her pumpkin in time. Correct. 
Oh, the pumpkin. Yeah. But I do get it. She would still have, like, a heartbeat mm-hmm. and air in her lungs. So it's a big picture. Livelihood versus life. My other favorite part, she peels off her gloves. Yes. She does pe- take her gloves off. There is only one glove mentioned in this it. chapter, though. And that's yeah. right there. Yeah, that's it. Because I have been keeping track now. <laughs> and I've been, I pictured... I really love the fan art. Yes. Because that's actually how I pictured him, like, real short. Yes, real short with the mustache and the hat. And pushing... I don't know if you guys can hear this, but there's a car alarm that keeps going (laughs) off. That's now the third time it's gone off, but it stopped. Okay. I picture him as he's saying, you have to go now. Like, short little doctor pushing her out, like, get out, get out, go away. (laughs) Go on, get Maybe wagging his fist at her. Well, because he wasn't angry. No. He, he was, was horrified. Yeah. It said not in anger, but in horror, right? Is that exactly what it said? There, yeah. She expected the doctor to explode with this announcement, but his, instead, his frown was quickly replaced with horror. Horror. Because Lavana saw her, and he yes. knows that Lavana saw her. He's horrified, terrified. What else is it good? He is worried for her life and safety. Yes. In a way that she should be, but doesn't have any reason to be. I mean, she doesn't know how high the stakes are. She doesn't. Mm, Stake. Sorry. I like how she. we get to hear, again, from Cinder's perspective, what she did. And she... Because she says, I'm a shell. That shouldn't have happened. Yes. And he's lying about the... It says that the lie detector went off. Mm-hmm. When she says that shouldn't have happened, he said, no, that shouldn't have happened. It doesn't go off there. It doesn't. It goes off before that, which means that it should not have happened. But does that mean she's not a shell is what they've been talking about now? Because yeah. later on, he says, I may have misread your diagnostics. And that's when her lie detector goes off. Yes. Misread. And she's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't think he knows about her lie detector. I don't think she's told him that she has Mm -hmm. a lie detector. I think this is his, like, she's presenting herself as like, no, you're, whatever you're selling, I'm not buying. It's not working on me. Yeah. So that's why he keeps lying. He doesn't know. Yeah. Here's my proof of what. And when she, she actually confronts that with. No, she says, tell the truth. Tell the which truth. Which is much later on, but I wrote but, Voldemort. Tell the truth! Yeah, I was like, that's a Harry Potter quote, but I haven't yeah. read that book as often. I don't remember what book it six. is. Six. Yeah, it's six. When which, they're in the orphanage. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, the way you said it, I was like... Tell the truth! Yeah. Bing! Yes. <laughs> but that's not till much later in the chapter. I just, True. I just like that she's very much like, no, I know you're lying. Yeah. Stop. And she and that's when the that's when the lie detector goes off. Mm-hmm. And this is where he explains Garen's system. Yes, her adopted, adopted father. father. But they still say stepfather, which is strange to me. Yeah, a little strange. Could just be a different difference in. Well, she, he says adopted here, deceased guardian. She says. It could. It, it could. Could have messed it up. It might have been in another spot. But either way, yeah, her adopted guardian. And... Designed Android systems. Had plaques and awards sitting on the the mantle. And then 
A year before your surgery, he unveiled an invention at the New Beijing Science Fair. A prototype. He called it a bioelectrical security system. A what? Bioelectrical security system. And that that reminds me of like the car alarm that was just going off. Yeah. That's our bioelectrical security <laughs> system going <laughs> off. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but but this this is where we get an egg hatching, which is lovely because I love those. Go ahead. And there's the alarm again. <laughs> that dang car hey, alarm. Our biological alarm system's going off, so. What are you lying to me about, Ashley? <laughs> Everything. So we get an egg hatching here because he says, Cinder stared, Cinder stared, a what? Standing, Dr. Erland, Dr. Erland tinkered with the net screen until a familiar holograph flickered before them. He zoomed in on the representation of Cinder's neck, showing the small dark spot on her upper spine. This, he says. So, this is the small square rectangle shape on her spine that we talked yeah. about in several chapters ago. Um, yes. I should have looked and I don't know exactly what chapter. But this is exactly what was on her. And we mm -hmm. get a wonderful explanation of how it works. Yeah. It essentially it makes it so they are immune to lunar control. Well, I want to explain the whole thing. Oh, you Sorry. want to do the yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It is a device that ties in with a person's nervous system. It has two purposes. We should do this in patches. Okay. It is a device that ties in with a person's nervous system. So that's why it's on her spine. Yes. Presumably at C1. Yes. So that it can immediately connect to her hypo... It's her hypothesis. It's, it's at the top of your spine. It's the part that connects your spine and your nervous system to your brain. This is my medical terminology class from nine years ago seeping through because that's how good my memory is. <laughs> hey girl. So that is what control, it helps control your brain. There are these little bridges in your brain where neuron receptors travel from one bridge to the other. Mm -hmm. And that's what tells your hands to move when you want it to. Your elbows to move. It's how my seizures work. Okay. My bridges didn't complete during mm -hmm. my um, cycle in my mother's womb because I was two months premature. Okay. So that's how I have seizures. Sometimes ah. my neuron receptors don't get across the bridge and my body shuts down. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's not how epilepsy works. That's no, why I have to tell people it's not epilepsy. Yeah, that's very neat. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. essentially, this device connects with the nervous system. So, that's why it's on the top of her neck. Let's mm -hmm. go to the next part, because I'm sorry, you guys. I know that we're going to get really into this, but my Ravenclaw part wants to understand as much <laughs> about this device as possible. It has two purposes. On an earthen, it prevents outside manipulation of their personal bioelectricity, meaning... They can't be controlled. Correct. And the glamour doesn't work, so they don't see what, what what they want you to see. Yeah. Yes. That's neat. Essentially, it makes it so that they are immune to lunar control. Oppositely, when installed on a lunar, it keeps them from being able to manipulate the bioelectricity of others. So they can't use their gift. They can't present a glamour. And, and they can't control yeah, control the emotions of those surrounding them. Yes. That's so neat. essentially, it is the perfect way to have 
a lunar and back because the biggest thing about lunars is earthens don't want to be controlled like what Levana just mm-hmm. did yeah this protects earthens from that but which is what he says it is as if you were to put a lock on the lunar gift but that's also kind of terrifying because you're messing with someone's spine yes we have to assume that at this time the medical technology is safer i mean it's still definitely oh it's still definitely terrifying but it's far more advanced i mean we have cyborgs so correct he's very strict about it's not magic yes i love all the magic. i was wondering what your opinion on that was gonna be oh i laughed i giggled the entire time again i was in the bath reading this and so i was getting water all over my book (laughs) this poor book is good i'm gonna have to buy a new one at the end of this so that way i have a nice heart i'm probably getting a nice hardback one oh like what i have yeah yeah you have so that way I can put it on my shelf and be like, this is my pretty one, and then this is my podcast one. Yeah. So we know that she was adopted. Do you think that he sought her out just so he could have a lunar? Garen, I mean? Yeah. I think so. Because if she was a... Because f- it seems <laughs> it seems awfully coincidental yes. that he would adopt her, like, the second that she turns into a cyborg and wakes up. Mm-hmm. And then she just so happens to have this chip on the top of her sh- her spine that she never knew about. Because obviously they would have put that in during her cyborg surgery, correct? Yes, because she would already be under. Yeah. So it would be easier to do that surgery as well. Because I already had to do all of the neural stuff for her, her leg and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think, I think that he found out beforehand... And maybe he's the one that funded all her cyborg stuff too. Ooh, he could have, and that's maybe why Audrey and them weren't left in a good financial state. Well, also we find out that it didn't take off. It didn't. So his family was never able to reap the benefits of it financially because of that too. Yep. Just because I mean, you would need two different beings to be able to do that and to unveil it on earth when lunars are potentially allowed to be on earth so yeah and now we have another hatching (laughs) this is why the lie detector went off during the you're a lunar conversation yeah because it didn't go off when he said you were a lunar but it went off during the conversation and she couldn't figure out why yeah this is why this is why because because he knew why her gift wasn't working and he knew it wasn't because she was a shell it's because she had a little fancy chip put in her spine absolutely and i like that she now can use her gift yes i think that's neat so we have two Harry Potter crossovers that I noticed. Yeah. One was when she's telling him to be honest with her, which I pointed out earlier. Tell yeah, the tell truth. The, tell the truth. But I have that Harry Potter. Which is what? All the angst. Oh, yeah. So I've been listening to Harry Potter 5 in my car when I'm coming here, when I'm going uh, to work, all, anywhere. So spoiler for anyone who has not read that book yet, because there's a lot of our listeners who are still working on Harry Potter. So it's not a spoiler. She's but very sassy. <laughs> she's very sassy, and I feel like she's super angsty at this moment. And Harry Potter 5 is, like, the angsty book. And I read this when I was in high school, and I or I, li- I read it and listened to it, because I used to fold the laundry and listen to Harry Potter. And I just felt like she was a lot of angst. And, like, when the interactions between Harry and Dumbledore in the book is what it reminded me of, to keep it spoiler-free. 
Yeah, for me, it's the same thing because in the fifth Harry Potter book, he's all angsty and stressed out. And everyone's telling him to calm down and stay out of it. And it's the same thing here. It's yeah. totally justified. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have a right to be frustrated by these situations. And so not then what happens when she gets frustrated is apparently she has, like, an adrenaline... Spike. Well, she has an adrenaline sensor that is like, hey, your adrenaline's high, calm the f*** down. Yeah, I was actually wondering what you would think about that section. About it forcing you to calm down? Yeah, like, in and how... It, do you think it's neat? Do you think it's like I think I'm slightly jealous because okay. sometimes because I have anxiety mm-hmm. and it would be nice to calm that. Yeah, I understand. But adrenaline is very helpful in certain situations, especially like you know fight or flight syndrome, for example. Saving Bethany when she hurts herself and pulling you someplace. Oh, yeah. Dragging yeah, you. when I'm a delicate flower and someone needs to help me, that adrenaline will help them pick me up. Pretty much. Because yeah. 120 pounds is a lot of weight. It is. Just, eh. Well, you probably couldn't pick me up, for example. Not without adrenaline. Exactly. So adrenaline is very, it's a very useful hormone. That's why our body produces it. So I'm a little yeah. frustrated that her body is like, okay, well, if you don't control this adrenaline, we will. Yep, and you need to call. You need slow, measured breaths. You need to calm down. Did you read it in another voice? Read what in another voice? Read the bold in here. Oh yeah, I read it in her, her. I read it in like a, 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 a an Android voice. I read it in like um, spiking levels of adrenaline. Recommended course of action: slow, measured breaths. Counting one, two, three. Four. Yeah. Five. Yeah, I read it in like a, uh, a more an Android. Android voice. I actually I actually li- heard it in my head diff- completely differently. Oh, how do you hear it? I heard it more of spiking levels of adrenaline, recommended courses of action, slow measured breaths, counting one, two, three, and something like that, where it's more soft feminine voice that's interesting so it would be like a pre-recorded voice yeah not a um predictive voice text yeah okay okay i just that's i mean i I wanted to know about when i was reading it that's what i thought of i was like hmm i wonder how becca i wonder how becca would read it too she'll let us know she will yeah and then she's she's she loves being it. This is her sass. Oh, I'm sure you're right. I just love being treated like a guinea pig, don't you? She's so sassy. See, she's totally justified, she though. She is justified. All of this stuff is happening to her when she's unconscious. She has no control over it. She just yeah. wakes up, and all of these genetic mutations with cyborg parts have been made to her body, yeah. and now she's also finding out that she's got this cute little chip in her head that hasn't been fully tested and she gets to be the guinea pig oh and then stepmommy dearest tosses her into the draft yep. so she can be a guinea pig for the plague Aww. this poor girl She's she just doesn't it. want to be a guinea pig anymore she just she wants to live a life yeah i like how grounded that the doctor comes and he's like you know what whether you like it or not that you're a guinea pig it's been beneficial it has helped you that's true save he was very adult like in this he was yeah she's having that angsty hp5 moment he's like 
He's Lupin. He's, he's, he's like, Lupin. I'm the voice of reason. This yeah. sucks. I know it sucks. Everybody knows it sucks. You're not the only person in the world who has problems. <sighs> Try to look at the bright side. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Try to look at the practical side. Yeah. That's what I get from this. And here's your hair, your next Harry Potter. Well, yeah. I just want to read this whole paragraph. I know Go we're ahead. reading a lot, you guys, but there's a lot of information in this chapter that's extremely important. There is. Sometimes you are quite unnerving, Miss Lynn. You see, manipulating bioelectricity comes so natural to Lunars that it's virtually impossible to refrain from using it, especially at such a young age. Left to your own devices, you would have drawn too much attention to yourself. It would have been like tattooing Lunar across your forehead. And even if you could have learned to control it, the gift is such a fundamental part of our internal makeup that tempering it can create devastating psychological side effects, hallucinations, depression, even madness. So you see, putting a lock on your gift protected you in many ways from yourself. And then he goes on and he's like, see, don't you get it? Garen did you a favor, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, our? Oh, uh, yeah. Our? You said the gift is a fundamental part of our internal makeup. And he says, <laughs> did I? <laughs> and this is my Hagrid, mo- my Hagrid moment where he's like, oh, I should have said that. I should not have said that. I love, yes. <laughs> Because he is forever revealing secrets to them and then being like, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, yes. So the doctor's a lunar. What up? What up? Yes. And he tells us a lot. Well, first, I'm a little frustrated with her. <laughs> okay. Because she's like, how do I know you're not lying to me? Maybe because you have a lie detector in your head. <laughs> Like, I get that she's not going to tell him that. Yeah. And I get that it's like she's just frustrated and words are coming out of her mouth. But she's like, oh, how do I know you're not lying to me? You have a lie detector in your head. Calm down, Cinder. Sweetie. Yes. Sweetie, you you are more capable of finding out if anyone is lying than anyone else we know. Right? (laughs) And she thinks this, that her brain's able to tell the difference between reality and illusion. That her eyes couldn't. So her eyes continue getting tricked. However, her brain is like, mm-mm, no way. Her interface. Isn't it the interface part of her brain that's that's being yeah. able to... because it's that light detector. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And she can... She says, how do I know you're not brainwashing me right now? <sighs> and he's like, well, I'd probably make myself seem taller, wouldn't I? Yeah. I want... <laughs> yeah He's making I... so many jokes. Oh, feel that. <laughs> But it's it's so crazy like she's now she's now connecting the dots. Yes. Some dots, not all of the and dots. And she is, she says, You did use your mind control on me when mm-hmm. we met. And he says, Be fair, you were attacking me with a wrench. Which is terrifying because wrenches are heavy. That's what I wrote too. <laughs> I was I said I wrote that is fair, Cinder. Wrenches hurt, and he wasn't entirely deserving of such a wild attack. You could have been a murderer. Yes, and he's short. And he's short. <laughs> sure. Yeah, he's this it. tiny old man, and she was going to bang him upside the head with a giant wrench. Yes. Yes. And, of course, Bethany's favorite person mentioned, not straight up mentioned, but his how he talks about his mental stability and his psychological health and his senses are failing. Yes, that's Remember, an Easter egg. When her brain 
No, 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 it's a hatching. Yeah, I know. It's a hatching. When her braid turns into a snake, so that's yeah, why he this saw is that. why he saw it yeah. turn into a snake, which we had a lot of questions about. Yeah. That was before you came on. It was. Yeah, but we had a lot of questions about that when it happened. So and we've got a lot going on. We have... This is a heavy chapter. It's a heavy chapter. It's heavy in the aspect that it has so much information jam-packed and... I mean, just that one paragraph explaining this device that Garen mm-hmm. created opens a million questions. And finding out that what her adopted father did. I also like that she asked, does Kai know? And he's like, um, no, obviously not. And then... Because she's upset with him for being a lunar. This is her being prejudiced again. It is. And she is a lunar. Like, you can't be... Well, that's what she says. She's like, nah, it's different. And he goes, don't be dense, Miss Lynn. I understand the prejudices. In many ways, they're understandable, even justified given Earth's history with Luna. But it does not mean we are all greedy, self-serving devils. Believe me, there is not a person on this planet who would like to see Levana off the throne more than I would. I would kill her myself if I had the power. Wow. Why? That's what I was like. Why? And I also wanted to mention that her steel fingers can go stabby, stabby, pokey, pokey in the fabric. I just liked that. She's over there gripping, like, the fabric. Did it say that it cut the fabric? It punctured beneath her Oh, my goodness. I didn't even notice that. Because I was like, huh. Imagine if, like, I just just imagined it because I was like, that's a, that can take a lot of force, depending on what you're... Because you pinched it, too. Yes. And it punctured. Yeah. And then we find out why he wants to kill Lavana. Go ahead, Bethany. She says why. He said she killed my daughter. What? Yes. Why? Because she was a shell. <sighs> I'd agreed with the laws in the past, thought the shells were dangerous, that our society would fall apart if they were allowed to live. But not my little girl. After she was born, I wanted to run away, to bring her to Earth. But my wife was even more devoted to Her Majesty than I had been. She wanted nothing to do with the child. And so my little crescent moon was taken away like all the others. And then he looks at Cinder and says, she would be about your age now. Who kept the onions? So now we understand why he gets a little more sensitive because yeah. every time he sees a young teenage girl, yes. it makes him think, I could have had a teenage girl right now. I could have had a teenage daughter, but she was taken away from me. That, the first time I read this, I cried. I cried reading it, and this is my fifth time reading the book. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely cried the first time, and I get, it feels like onions are being cut in my presence right now. Oh, every cut. time you cry, you think of onions? Yes. Oh, I, I didn't cr- know that. I cry every time onions are cut. Oh. Okay. So every time I, I cut an onion, I, it immediately makes me cry, and so every it feels like the same stuff. So I don't actually cut onions. Because of that. Oh, okay. Once. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Let's talk about Bethany being a delicate flower. Okay. Valentine's Day several years ago, I was making dinner for Quentin, and I was making homemade salsa. Okay. Funny story, you use onions for that. A little bit. And I've made homemade salsa before. This wasn't, like, my yeah. first try. But my eyes were watering. I usually just power through and yeah. go a little slower. One of the dogs bumped into me mm. while I was cutting. And I nicked my finger and had to get eight stitches. Ugh, uh, and they were those, uh, like, dissolvable stitches that burned. Ew. Yeah. 
So I don't cut onions anymore. I do two things. One, I will either buy the pre-cut ones in the frozen section. I know they cost more. I do not care. Two, I will make Quentin do it for me. Valid. Partnership is nice. It is, isn't it? He doesn't want me to go to the emergency room either. Correct. It's not fun for him to spend Valentine's Day in the emergency room for two hours. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't cut onions anymore What a good husband. Yeah. So when I cry, I just think of reasons to cry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think of onions because it's, yeah. it always, it's always made me cry. And I'm like, and John's like, oh, it's okay. The onion didn't have a real life, honey. No, like, leave me alone. <laughs> My voice screams. It's, it's bad. I, like, straight up ugly cry during cutting an onion. That's so funny. But, yeah, I, I did actually cry the, the first time I read this because I was like, what the way he talks about her, little, and we we go through what we talked about a few chapters ago. Someone went through all this trouble, all this trouble to bring you here to protect you. Yes, and your gift is returning. It is. You're a wizard, Miss Lynn. Ooh. Uh. We get a couple more egg hatches. Okay. So, one, we get to find out this is why she lost consciousness the first time. Mm-hmm. Because her body was trying, her brain was trying to use her lunar gift. Yeah. And it had never happened before, and her system got overwhelmed and shut down. Yep. And we also find out that that's why it's painful. That's why yes. it causes her actual pain, because of extreme emotional disturbance. Because her body's just not, her body and her brain isn't used to using those powers, where it's more ingrained for... Children, they know how to use their powers. They've been using it their whole lives. This they is her to. first interaction with it. I mean, I so I actually think about it like the first time that you run a long distance. It's it, it is kind of painful the first time that you do it. Like 10 well, miles. yeah, but when you're running, it's intentional. This is something yes. that's happening to her subconsciously. Yeah, but if yeah. you if you build yourself up to it, it's it's not as painful so that's why it would be more painful for her rather than the children I'm absolutely sure the children yeah that makes sense and we see another magic word well <laughs> also like like he said they start using it from birth yes it's, that's how you can tell if their shells are not mm-hmm. so from birth they've been using it she's never used it before she's and never she's used 16 it. yeah that means this gift has been slowly developing under the surface for 16 years never having been used yeah which is kind of crazy. It is. I like how he's like, so, you want to try it off for size? Want to try your lunar gift out? Um, and he's he's not sure if she's able to or not. And I think it's kind of like that researcher mentality of like, yeah, let's try this. Let's, let's find let's out. figure yeah, it out. We'll find out together. And I love her response of like, No. Nope, because she still hasn't completely come to terms that she's a full... Now she's a fully-fledged lunar. Right. She was just told she's a shell, and now she's actually one. And then we find out she was just told she's a shell. Now she finds out she's not a shell. And then she comes to the realization, if he's lunar, he should also be immune to the disease, mm-hmm. which he is. And she frustrates me a little bit because... Why haven't you, then why haven't you just used your own blood samples to find a cure? And he wrinkles, the wrinkles on his face softened. I have been, Miss Lynn. Where do you think the 27 antidotes we've already been through came from? Yes. I 
also want to point out the fact that the cyber draft. Yeah. Why? It, it's the cyborg draft. Why Why is it still a thing? Like, she's got a valid point. Why is... I mean, I understand that we have to test on somebody, but why are these... Why are they still not real people considered? I still have a problem with it. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about that a lot. Why does it have to be cyborgs? Yeah. Um, it's not new information. It is. But it's just... It is devastating to consider that... And for... We don't know the circumstances. True. We really don't. We don't know his level of power in this research facility. All we know is he's a doctor working on a cure. He, he could be one of several doctors... Yes. We don't know if he has anything to do with the cyborg draft, how it started, why it started, who's in charge of it. He obviously can't tell people he's a lunar and that he's using his blood. So they're probably going to think, well, we do need victim. We do need subjects. Yes. We need people to test on. For the cyborg draft, I would almost go with what you were going to say first with a victim. Because they are kind of victims. I understand that, but they're calling them drafts. Draft subjects. Subjects. They are victims. They die. Yes. And so it's. <sighs> he tells her also that you are the miracle I was looking for, but you are you are right. It's not because of your immunity, because he already has the immunity. Yeah. And Peony. Yet again, her internal calm pinged before he could continue. She jolted, turning away from the doctor as green text skittered across her eyesight. Calm received from New Beijing, District 29, Letamosis Quarantine. Lynn Peony entered fourth stage of Letamosis at 17.24 on 18 August 126 TE. The fourth and final stage, and it works fast. Fast. How fast is fast. fast? Yes. So fast that he hands over the antidote and is like, nope, go. I prom- a promise is a promise. Save your sister. Yep. <sighs> Peony. Peony. What I loved is that she didn't have to ask. She didn't. He just did. She said, my sister entered the fourth stage and he said, the fourth stage works quickly. There isn't much time to lose. He grasped the vial between his forefingers. A promise is a promise. She didn't even have to ask. She just said, oh, no, my sister's in the fourth stage. And he's like, all right, well, save her. Take the antidote. How old is she? Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. And don't come back. And don't come back. Go on, get. He does warn her that it could be a trick. It could be, yeah. But Cinder is very... Cinder is very... I'd say realist. I was going to say she's very, like, logical in a situation where she normally isn't so far. But yeah. she's very, like you said, mm-hmm. she's a realist. She's like, she's already dying. Yeah. What worse could happen? What worse could happen, yeah. <sighs> but he does. He says, go. I wrote in my notes, go save Peony, but danger is here and you must not be. That's sweet. I know. That's so poetic. I like it's to so come good. up with rhymes. You do. You. I love it. I <laughs> say I love it. Uh, so, this is a big chapter. It's a... Oh, my goodness. It's a one fat chapter. So, what was your quote? So, we're going to do Becca's quote real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's um, do Becca's. So, Becca's quote was, A compulsion to reach out and snatch the vial off the desk surged to the tips of her fingers. 
Becca wrote, surged to the tips of her fingers. Dang, Marissa Meyer is good. <laughs> she totally is. Yeah. So my quote was, and so my little crescent moon was taken away like all the others. Aww. I originally had a different quote, also from Dr. Erland. Naturally. The one where he said he was going to, if anybody was... If anyone on earth wanted to kill yeah. Lavana, it was him. Mm. But this gives us such a different side to him. It gives us a big explanation as to some of his characteristics and mannerisms mm-hmm. that we've questioned before. And it's the saddest sentence. It is. I th- it is definitely one of... We've dealt with a lot. We have, we dealt, have with dealt with a lot. With a lot. Kai just lost his father, but his father presumably led a long and healthy life. This Cinder lost... Her adopted father very very quickly after mm-hmm. he adopted her. Yeah, but he had a long healthy life where he he left his life behind unfinished. But he had two beautiful daughters. He had a wife who loved him. Mm-hmm. This is a child, an infant, an not, infant not who a was child. not just a child, an infant, probably days old, probably days old who was murdered by essentially her own mother yeah, against her father's wishes. So like this whole scene in my head is they're still at the hospital. The mother is shoving the baby away. There's orderlies and guards holding back Dr. Erland as he yeah. like fights desperately grasps for the child before they take the child away. Yeah. Cause I hopefully they don't do it right in front of the parents. And that that whole thing, that's what makes me cry, is not just like, oh, his daughter died. That is really sad. No, I picture how did that daughter get taken away from him? Yeah. Because he said, my wife was ready to give her up. She was devoted to the queen. These are the queen's rules. She's like, nope, bye bye daughter. He did not. He was very attached to her. And that... Which is unusual because the mother has nine months to bond with the child. He presumably would have had moments. You can still bond while it's in no, the mother, no, you can. Just typically speaking, it's more, it's more common for men to develop emotional bonds with their child after, after. their child has been born. So, yeah, but I know, I know males that are are like that. Like I have a friend right now; they just had their pregnant not with their first child. This will be the first child that has reached this stage. Yes, that's very big. And he is so loving and caring. And I know several other coworkers that I've had on in my life. That I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It do- I know. It's just, I'm saying it's more likely that women are more connected to the baby before birth. Yes. Yes. Rather than the And this baby. is the exact opposite. Moments after she's born. He's already in love. He's already in love with her. He's already very protective of her. And her mom is literally sending her to the chopping block. And yeah. so that's what I picture. When I it's, read this scene, I start to picture what did it look like when his child was taken away from him. And that's that's, that's what I picture. Part. You're going to make me cry. Some kind of like dreary, yeah. dark hospital with fluorescent lightings and white walls everywhere. And the mother just completely deadpan, disgusted facial expression, get rid of the baby, and then large men having to hold back a desperate Dr. Erland as he, like, grasps for his child while it's being taken away. That's what I picture when I read that. And that's why it's so emotionally charged. Yeah, it is. It's a good, it's a good quote. 
Yeah, it's a good quote. What was your quote? Um, on a lighter side of things. <laughs> we need it. This we is do need chapter. it. Yeah, it is. I personally loved, if I were to go around glamoring people all day, I would at least make myself seem a little bit taller, don't you think? I picked this one because I am quite short, and that's I what I read. I read that so differently. How did you read it? He was, like, super sarcastic the way I read it. Because she's like, she's like, how do I know you're not brainwashing me right now? And he was like, if I were to go around glamoring people all day, I would at least make myself taller. Like, that, I picture yeah. it, like, very sarcastic. Sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to be taller, but that's not going to happen. I'm definitely done growing. Yeah, I actually like being short. I do have an entire inch on you. You do have a whole inch on me. But I, I have accepted being short, and I prefer it. Yeah. So we had three Easter eggs in this chapter. I thought there were only two, but then we read it just now together, and I noticed another one. Yeah. I love when that happens. That's so fun. So next episode, we will do chapter 26 and chapter 27. Don't forget that if you want to keep up with which chapters will be on which episodes, you can check them out on our website. There is an episode schedule. Yes, there is, and it's awesome. It's great. Check it out. As well as... Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, Instagram. We are almost at 400 followers. Oh, nice. So be the person that helps us get over 400. Tell a friend. 100%. Tell (laughs) Yes. And as always, don't forget to send us your submissions for Fan Art Friday and our new logo contest. Again, when this episode actually airs, it's going to be you're going to have one more day. One more day. Our review goal is 30, so don't forget to send us new reviews so we can get to our goal by the end of Sender. And rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or you can send a message directly to us. Slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. <laughs> and remember that anything you send us, as long as it's spoiler-free, we will read and address on the podcast. So questions, comments, concerns, reviews, awesome feedback, we'll read all of it. Yep. No spoilers. No spoilers. And as always... See you next week. See you next week. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Cinder by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Ashley Leonard. Thank you for listening. You are getting sleepy. Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. It's not working, Harold. People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit InspireSleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com.